0: Powered by Riverside.
1: Welcome to Dance Talk with Joanne Carey, where the dance world connects, the conversations inspire, and where we are keeping them real. I'm your host, Joanne Carey, and today I'm joined with Liz Gehring from Liz Gehring Dance. Liz is the executive director of her own dance company. She's a Juilliard graduate, she's a dancer, choreographer, teacher, and most recently the chair of the Martha Hill Awards. Liz is joining me today, and we're going to talk about so many wonderful things, her career, her time spent at Juilliard, her thoughts on dance, modern dance, the dance world, and most especially this upcoming gala for the Martha Hill Awards. So let's welcome Liz to Dance Talk. So hi Liz, I'm so happy that you're here with me on Dance Talk. Um, it's great to get to know you and to let my listeners get to know you. Um, I'm just really delighted to always have these conversations. They bring so much to to my listeners. I have a lot of listeners who haven't been in the dance world and they've been enjoying mm. learning what is out there and available. And of course, I have tons of people who are in the dance community. Um, So I have the best of both worlds, and I'm I'm happy to introduce you to everybody. So could you um, take a moment to just give everybody a little bit of a background about who you are and how you started in dance?
0: Sure. Um, Yeah, well, it's been a long time that I've been in the dance world. Um, And thank you for having me, by the way. Um, It's always great to talk about... um, one's life's work and passion so yeah. um I came to dance I guess a little on the late side around age 13 um really because I I didn't make the gymnastics team so I decided to uh switch disciplines <laughs> um and um right away I felt this was really something I um was in Uh, very, felt very integral to, you know, my, my being in some, in some fundamental way. And, um, I started with ballet. Um, and then when I was introduced to modern dance in my late teenage years, um, I really felt again, like this was really where I belonged, um, physically and, and sort of, um, aesthetically, uh, and then much to, um, the dismay of my parents, well, they always supported me, but you know, no parent wants to hear that their daughter, um, or son, uh, wants to be a modern dancer. <laughs> um, and so I went to college for dance. Um, and I, at that time I, I, grew up in California in Los Angeles area. And then my last years of high school, I lived in Seattle. And I studied at the Cornish Institute there which was my first exposure to really to to uh contemporary dance. Um and from there um I went to uh to Juilliard. And of course, being a dancer, you know, New York is the ultimate destination. Um I didn't really know what I was getting into, but um I auditioned and um got in and so um that was sort of the beginning of my um I guess career, you could say, and um, that is certainly where I my introduction to Miss Hill um, began.
1: Yes. You know, a couple of things I, I, I want to touch upon, and the first being is that you said that you came late to dance. I came late to dance too. I started with the yeah. first dance class around thirteen as well, and I'd like to point that out because you can have. A, I, I want listeners to hear you can have a full career you really Mm -hmm. can um you know it's not you're not shut out of the dance world there's certain things that you you know you have to catch up on and i I always felt like i was playing catch up (laughs) you know yeah but i think i i just i just loved it listeners to know um not to think that the door is closed especially nowadays that's the one thing I, i You know, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah. Well, I I mean, so I didn't
0: set out to become a choreographer. I set Mm -hmm. out to be a dancer and to get into Paul Taylor. Um, And but as a choreographer, you just your process is obviously very unique. Um, and there's a lot of fluctuation and a very different timeline. Um, I think modern dance offers a little more leniency in terms of development. Um, and I think that, um, certainly the, the early years are important for training like an athlete, but also there's, it's requires so much, um, discipline and fortitude and, you know, personal drive to, to, to keep at it in this business that I think that, um, having, you know, a long-term development can be really helpful and also taking breaks or, you know, there's a whole different pathways and, you know, you kind of honor that as you go along.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree with you. Na, and thank you for adding that because I think that's really important for, for people to hear. Um, and, you know, the other thing that I wanted to to point out too was, you know, Juilliard and, and that's such a wonderful, um, you know, wonderful school and the, the tie-in with, with Martha that we'll start to talk about. Um, you know, there's just so much, but can you talk about um, your experience? coming from, so you said you went from California to mm-hmm. Washington, Seattle, and right. then here you find yourself in New York City at Juilliard. Can you talk about what that experience was, um, especially, you know, coming in to to Juilliard and, you know, big New York City? <laughs> what was yeah. life? Yeah. Well, I um, always wanted to
0: come to New York City, not only for dance, but um, just I knew there was a lot of really exciting things going on. Um, and certainly growing up in Los Angeles is a big city. It's a very different big city or was a very different big city because everything existed in a car. Um, but I, you know, I had had, it wasn't the the largeness of the city that I think was um, so different for me. Um, I, I loved being in New York and we sort of, plopped down at Lincoln Center the originally when, when I was at Juilliard there were no dorms we were staying at the YMCA on 63rd Street um with everybody else who stays at the Y and but I I really I really loved it um I mean it was hard and it was not like a typical college experience you know that say my kids have had Um, and I mean, Juilliard is a very different experience and also just kind of living in the city, not living in a dorm, you know, it it was sort of an apartment like situation and and just learning how to um, get around and, somehow get food and and so on um i and i really used the time at juilliard to go see things um Mm -hmm. go to museums and go to dance performances and like what better place than new york um and that was miss hill was always really and the juilliard faculty really encouraged us to go out and see what you know take part of what nicole um what new york city had to offer culturally so Mm -hmm. um that I really it was like a whole education my whole artistic um self I think was formed really in those four years it was like crammed in um and then I it took a while after to process it all but um yeah I I, it was intimidating in some ways but um I really enjoyed it and yeah I've been really in New York City ever since um my first the first time I met Miss Hill was at my audition. Um, So when I went to the school, I think it was 80, when was I there? 83 to 87 was Mm -hmm. my years. And she was just in her last like two years. And while I was there, transition was transitioning out. Um, And so I, I flew to New York the spring before, I started school to audition. And I went with a friend of mine who was also a dancer from California. I was in Seattle. We flew to New York like overnight and then show up at the school. And at that time you took a ballet class and then I think you took a modern class and then you did a solo. I mean, it's totally different now. And I always say like, I'd never get into Juilliard now. So it's good that I applied when I did. Um, just the technical level has gotten so much better. Um, but we, um, so I, so you had to prepare a short solo Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anybody to really prepare that for me. So I made it up myself. Um, and it was maybe, I think I had maybe quite, you know, I'd never really thought about choreography. I'm sure Mm -hmm. I had never taken a composition class and, um, but I'm sure I'd spent many hours dancing around in my living room or, or (laughs) some such. And um, I actually uh, took an idea from a Bella Lewitsky piece for the music, Eric Sate music. And, um, and I made, I, I choreographed a short piece and um, then I, as part of the audition, you perform it and in front of um, the faculty and Miss Hill sitting in the middle. And after I did my, my piece, um, she says to me something, I, not her exact words, but, oh, that was a nice piece, dear, but if you're going to repeat it, you should repeat it in a different part of the space. Cause I, I really made probably a minute or two piece. And then, then I repeated it again with the music mm-hmm. in the scene. It hadn't occurred to me to like yeah, go upstage or downstage or change directions. I didn't really know about those things. Yeah. And, um, I really did not know who Martha Hill was. Um, but that was my first, uh, my first, my first meeting with her and a very, um, Very apropos statement on her part. That's, you know, very much her personality.
1: And so then, so then, so here she is, and and she's transitioning out of Juilliard, you said, and you're you're coming into Juilliard. And had you then kept up a relationship with her, or did your paths cross later again? Um, so Miss Hill was like,
0: you know, another level. Like, she was untouchable um especially for freshmen like if you know i knew soon who she was and like just keep my mouth shut (laughs) do the best i can um i did not have any really direct interaction with her um she however was knew everybody's name and really was able was very involved in each student's like progress through the school. She attended all, we used to have juries. She would attend the juries. um, And she really kept her eye on everybody. And, um, you know, even, even in those later years. Um, And so a lot of my inner or my knowledge of her or understanding of her came through just the fact that it was Juilliard itself where I Mm -hmm. was, that this, this place that she had built um, against much adversity and also um, just from other students talking about her or, you know.
1: Can you, can you tell, can you explain to listeners a little bit about who, she is and who she is to the dance community before we get into the foundation and the gala.
0: Yeah. Well, she was, um, one of those iconic people who, um, but for her Juilliard dance division would not exist. And she fought tooth and nail to have a, a college for dance as part of Juilliard. They did not want to, um, have a Juilliard dance, um, discipline. Um, and I think, you know, she was, I don't know, maybe like eight in her eighties when I was there, I think. And, you know, always had just like very neat hair in the bun, well-dressed, had impeccable posture, carried herself, you know um with just authority um and confidence and um i remember talking to um laura colby once who was a few years above me and she was talking about how they both miss hill lived in brooklyn like brooklyn heights and laura lived nearby and like miss hill would like get on the subway every morning like through the crowds and um you know, we didn't, like, weren't really aware of, like, the struggles she had to keep the dance division um, uh, alive and well. And, you know, she didn't, that wasn't our concern. Like, our, she wanted us to be concerned with our education and learning how to be dancers and choreographers and everything we were there to do. And um, she was, you know, one of those people that you're just like admiration really isn't the right word, and just like a real um kind of understated leader in the field and um she i think it was so generous, like the life that she led, and in a different way from you know a choreographer who is is also an icon, iconic figure and and also has accomplished great things like. Her really what she accomplished was just such a a gift really for everybody else because she was creating this world for us to be, you know, the best we could be.
1: And for and she was such a such a force, um, you know, for dance education. Right. She yep. really you know, put, put yeah. it on the map for us. Um yeah. thought from what I read, you know, thought tooth and nail um oh yeah that and and, you know it's always so interesting I find when you go back and you find out who the people were that laid the foundation, right? Yeah and then we're carrying that on. And and I always feel like, you know, when you stop and think about that and then the responsibility we have, right, Mm -hmm. as artists to carry that on and to to do our best, not only for ourselves, the audience, everybody else, but for all those people who have gone before us and have paved the way. Um, what can I, can I ask you? So well, yeah, I mean,
0: she had this commitment to excellence and whether it was performance or education and, you know, she held herself to these very high standards mm-hmm. and that's what she expected or, you know, that is the environment that she wanted to create and that it was going to be really hard, but that, you know, this, we're trying to, attain this very high level. Um, and she did not waver in that. And, you know, I, it's really commendable.
1: And so do you feel that, that, you know, you carry with you through your own career and your own, your own dance company, um, has, has, I know you said she's in that, you know, that underlying quiet Mm -hmm. force there, but do you feel like you carried that with you? Um, to where you are now?
0: I think, I mean, she saw and nurtured so many great, so much great, amazing talent. And she, I think, knew and what it took, you know, and to achieve a certain level of success in the field. And um, she didn't, there wasn't any other way to go about it. You know, and and I think that yeah, that kind of hard work and that um, tenacity that's required. I think yeah, she was the original, like the mother.
1: <laughs> yes, really, yeah, yeah. Now how did, how did you come full circle and get involved in her foundation and now chairing the gala? How you, first yeah. talk about everybody to, to everybody about the the foundation and what it does. Right and then also the upcoming gala that you're chair. That you're well
0: i think um i'm not i've been on the board ooh, maybe like 10 years but there's people who've been on the board um you know for quite some time and um a number of them were um my colleagues at school, so I knew, and again, it was sort of coming from kind of the end of Miss Hill's tenure, um, and I think that um, the group feels that she's done so much, you know, for dance and for us as individuals that we wanted to to carry that on in it, you know, for the dance world. Um, and also, we we shared a lot of we have shared history. The board too, so I think there's that. And I always feel like, you know, dance is like there's not there's not a lot of f- food when you're a dancer. So um, your community is really important, and as support system and just connecting um it can be very isolating otherwise so i think that that is also um part of why we're drawn together and that you know her commitment to excellence is something that we would like to see continue and and want to help continue in the dance world you know as much as things have changed and shifted as they should Mm -hmm. and have um and uh so um yeah, and I think that the board, as much as, you know, there we want ongoing generations to maybe appreciate or understand what this woman did, you know, that affects us all. Um, we're also just want to continue um with her commitment to education and performance and um you know, honoring other people in the field who who've also made um you know, huge sacrifices for for dance.
1: Yeah, and so so now the um the upcoming gala. So the gala yes. is coming up in February, correct? It's February February twenty
0: sixth, I believe. Okay.
1: <laughs> Which when you think about it isn't that far away, even though right. we just got in yep. January, right? <laughs> yeah. And right so, around the corner. Yep. So how did um, chairing the gala come up for you. Like how? Um probably because it was like pass
0: around the straws or <laughs> <laughs> um I think it was sort of uh, Megan Williams had has done it for a couple years or three years and did an amazing job. Um I mean I say chair but um or Ernesta Corvino is really <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm just the puppet. <laughs> um, the puppet chair. Uh she is done and has done, you know, a, a huge amount of the work and you know the gala is this is this one um this annual event where really we're there to gather the community together and honor these other individuals who have um again like I said like, done so much for for the world of dance. Um this year we're Um, really, uh, happy to, we're, we're lucky to be honoring, um, Joan Myers-Brown and, um, Jim May for they're getting lifetime achievement awards, which really means like a whole lifetime of, of giving, um, and, um, Ron Brown and Jackie, Jacqueline Buglisi are getting mid-career awards so it's a sort of to um trying to uh recognize people at their different stages Mm -hmm. in their career and usually what happens is people who are in, in there's sort of a general like Martha Hill dance community that comes, but also people who have, uh, worked or have been students or have engaged with the awardees in some way will also be there. And, um, there, um, Daniel Madoff does an amazing, um, video. So you get to see some footage, which is, um, really incredible. And, um, you know, like, Again, I'm repeating myself, but there's there's not a lot of give back in the dance world, and this is really a chance to acknowledge
1: yeah. um,
0: what 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 people have have done,
1: and, and the modern dance world, the contemporary dance world. Yes,
0: what, what we're focusing Correct. on. Yes,
1: and, and um, you know how are the recipients of the awards chosen? Like that's got to be hard. <laughs> that's got to be. I guess some are really Um, impressive. it goes through a committee um that we put
0: together and we really think about um um I think again sort of the trajectory of what Martha Hill represented and people who have continued that in some way um sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean you know that they went to Juilliard and studied with Martha Hill that's not a that's not a, a, a given but that they've kind of embodied these um Ideals that that she really,
1: yeah, that's. I developed. mean, that's, it's, it's an exciting thing, and I had I interviewed Jacqueline um, back right before her concert she did this past June. Um, you know, so when I saw that she was getting that mid, you know, career award, I was excited yeah. to see that because you know it really is, and so many there's so many like you're saying, you know, there's so many artists out there, so many dancers out there who are giving so much and we give it because we just do that's what we do and we i think loving the art form so much and and I, for me i know it becomes like embedded in who i am um that i want people to love it as much as i do and also respect it too and i don't mean respect it from like this you know bizarre yeah. kind, you know like a, a voyeur type thing but just know that it's so essential it's so essential to. To who we are and to society and to, to growth as a person and individual, whether you go into it or not, um, yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. You know, I, those well, are, yeah, common- and I
0: think yeah. in some ways, the fact that it's really a labor of love, um, I mean, I think that there is a discussion to be had of like, well, why is it just a labor of love, but yeah. we don't have to go there today, but, um, there's a certain integrity to people who are in the dance world that I think is, is unique to the contemporary dance world. Um, Because if you're, if it's not something you love, then uh, you're not going to stay in it. Um, And I think this is a chance to really, you know, it's it's a gathering of friends and and they can, their friends come out and, you know, and also just like, pat them on the back and say, wow, you know, amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, like you just climbed Mount Everest. That's incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: And now- and for, the, for the, for our, for us, you did it. And thank
1: you. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about, you know, yourself as a choreographer and your dance company and, you know, the trajectory you've had over the years and the ups mm-hmm. and downs i the sure. You know that come with that. I had I danced with a, a small company in the city for a long time, a modern company in the city, and I worked really closely with the with the choreographer, the artistic director, who wore all the yeah. hats. You know, and so I saw how hard he worked, and it and that that kind of drive and determination that he he became such a mentor to me in my own life mm-hmm. and career. I, I ran a school. I had a dance studio for twenty three years, and what I yeah. learned from him and and saw. How his dedication and that just pounding the pavement to get things done, you know, you take that with you. Those are the people that you see how hard the work is. Can you talk about your own career and the end, you know, where where you were, where you're going, your yeah. vision and, and what that's right. been like over the years?
0: Sure. Well, I wish that. It had you know was all planned out ahead of time, and I knew what I was doing <laughs> uh i don't I don't know i really um I did not set out to become a choreographer I mean, I went to Juilliard to dance, and um again i at juilliard i I really was exposed to so many different types of dance and really on you know studying it on that kind of professional level and the performances and being able to do. A very different a varied repertory um and that's how you discover you know who you are, what you like and um and that kind of discipline and and um i I guess it's second or third year when I was there i I started to do a little bit of work I, just from composition class, sort mm-hmm. of yeah. like oh and I was like oh yeah i i I, I certainly felt um Comfortable making work. Um, but I, a, again, my focus was on um, becoming a dancer. And, you know, I just wanted to be able to dance in Kazuko's piece in the concert. That was it. And um, which, but I think that, you know, training myself in that way prepared me to develop my own movement vocabulary, like by studying what existed. Um, and, When I graduated, I um, did not join a company, which is what not everybody, but some people do. And in fact, I never really danced professionally for another company. Um, And I think at that time in my life, I felt that I wasn't really able to commit to somebody else's work or statement, even though I had huge admiration for... Many people who were who were um, making work then, but I wasn't ready to do my own thing yet. I didn't have the confidence, um, so I kind of took myself out of the dance world for a little bit. I mean, again, this circuitous pathway that I took, um, and you know, if I knew then what I knew now, uh, sort of thing. But so, Juilliard really—that was my dance education. You know that's where it kind of stopped for me um not in terms of seeing what else was out there in terms of my training as a dancer i mean later i went back to ballet class and so on and i spent many years in a studio kind of by myself or with other dancers working on a i would say my own movement vocabulary um but that was the extent of my training and even though it was very, you know, hard and rigorous. And, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of time to when I was in college to go to parties or other things, you know, that, that was my training. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I had that. Um, and I think without that, I, I never would have become, you know, the choreographer that I am today or been able to do what I, what I did. And then, so, Briefly, I, I took a few years off from dancing, um, did something else, and then I kind of went back to it slowly. I, I'm a very slow curve, and then spent many years. You know, I started off doing a solo, and then I did a duet, and then, you know, mm-hmm. performing at field work or those mm-hmm. remember field work? You could anybody yes, could show cool. up, and then I did a little show in a little studio, and mm-hmm. um, it was a very uh, graduated step process for me. Um, many, many years in the studio, um, trial and error, lots of, lots of not, lots of things not working. Um, I had three kids over a course of like 10, you know, so I'd take a, have a child, take oh, a break. Sure. Um, so I had this kind of other life going on. Um, and, you know, I was fortunate as a choreographer that the, path that I was on I was able to have some flexibility to raise my children um and then I don't know kind of one thing led to another and then I started I think things started to click in some way and I was I put on a couple shows that got a some notice um critical acclaim Mm -hmm. and um other presenters started to notice and um I did three pieces at Montclair um, when uh, Jed Wheeler was director there, um, which was like, you know, kind of large theater pieces. Um, And then right around the end of that, it was like sort of a little bit pre-COVID. And like pretty much like everybody, everything shut down. And I was kind of at a... A point in my career, I guess I had to kind of I I kind of felt like I needed to step back. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of done X Y Z, and now really wasn't sure what the next thing was. Um, And so took I was not working during COVID. I was not making dance films. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was um, not rehearsing on my own mm-hmm. uh, or over Zoom. Um, and I really it was really hard. Like I missed I missed it. I missed being in the studio. I missed not having, like, feeling like my identity was an artist. Um, I don't know, somehow, I think one of being a choreographer, that's, you you don't, you can't work every day in a studio. Mm -hmm. So you have many periods where you're not working. um, And, you know, it's sort of a struggle to feel, you you sort of feel like if I'm not making dance, then I'm not Mm -hmm. an artist. But um, you have to kind of say, like, you're just an artist yeah. regardless of where you are what you're doing um and then i've recently kind of restarted um have uh, young dancers new company um i'm working on a dance working on kind of dance film in a very experimental way just trying to work with dance and camera and um, something i've been interested for many many years even before covid um so i'm doing a little bit of work in that and and hope to be have the company performing, um, within, you know, another year in New York. Um, so that's kind of a brief mm-hmm. overview with lots of yeah. gaps.
1: And, and it seems like uh, from what I, from what I read about you too, your, your work is, is, is it abstract? You know, can you talk about specifically? Cause I read the painting right. like, so, in space. And I thought that was very interesting.
0: I think that um, for me, um, you know, certainly the work of Merce Cunningham and Trisha Brown have been huge influences. Um, And, you know, going back to Juilliard, you know, my first sort of um, encountered the work of Kazuko Hirabayashi, who um, came out of Graham but also worked on sort of this abstract level and with, um, you know, the movement and music separate. So there would be sound, but you wouldn't be dancing to the music. And that was like a, you know, a a epiphany for me, like a revelation, like it, it could be separate. And, you know, the first time I kind of experienced it, either watching it or in the studio, um, working with her, I just felt like this sense of like this fundamental, like organic um, sense of like, this is where I belong. And physically and aesthetically, and that freedom to sort of uh, have your own internal rhythm and not be dancing to the music. And And it's not a judgment thing. It's just no, sort of a wrong. personal yeah. choice. Um,
1: I think I understand. Too, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I, I think no, I understand no. too, because of my background in modern. Because it is yeah. so, so uh, such a departure from ballet, from your traditional ballet. You know that that I think modern lends itself to that. You know, there's many times mm-hmm. where we perform where the, we have been dancing in silence till music began, or there would be would yeah. be moments of silence or or real stillness on the stage. And you would be, that would be what was happening. The audience would would be drawn into that stillness of the movement, which I think adds so much. So I think the blending that occurred in Juilliard, going back to to Martha, you know, that blending that was so important to her from what I understand, I, I think it just opens up so much for dancers. And like you said earlier, being exposed to all those different things, then you can choose and decide what you are drawn to and what you like. But I think all those things really enrich us, but, but continuum. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it,
0: it has to, I think it, it, it strikes a chord in yourself when you see something or you experience something that feels that that is the, you know, a real, a true representation of what, how you feel or, or what you're trying to say. And, yeah. um, you know, also, i like I love Graham, like the technique, and i love I like to watch it, but I can't do it I can't like embody a character. my focus is on my physical body, like what is happening like a hundred percent like where my arm is, where my leg is and and what the phrasing is um and I think that it's not abstract in the sense of like there is. I mean, there is a reason why when mm-hmm. I'm making steps like or shapes, like why they exist. It's not just arbitrary. Right. So it's sometimes misunderstood that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have the same. Maybe it's not as as direct as a dramatic mm-hmm. um sequence but there is a reason there's there's a logic and there's a reason why things happen when they do mm-hmm. and um i feel that but it leaves a lot more um i think up to the audience maybe to determine like what it is and i think for me that's a freedom yeah then other people might find it confusing and and you know i I don't know. We could have this argument all day, um, but I think it's, it wasn't even like a choice I made, like, Oh, I'm going to do this. or going to do that. Like, that's what came out of me. And there wasn't any other option for me. If I was going to express myself fully in, in, in a, in a honest way than to do, you know, the work that I do, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does, and I and I when, I, when you're talking, I I feel like in my in my own mind, I'm visualizing. You know, when you do go to a museum and you're walking through the different salons in a museum and the different rooms, in a museum, and you know, perhaps this room is Renaissance art, and this room is sculpture, yeah. this room, you know, is Andy Warhol, and this room is, you know, the You know, so I I that's that same thing with choreographers, what what they're doing. Yeah, I, it's that same type of yeah. Yeah. I'm and yellow. I think
0: it's about finding what is true for you. And mm-hmm. it's, there's not a better, or, or, you know, there's not, this is better than that. It's no. about, you know, this is how I want to express, you know, this is what speaks to me. And you know, for me, that room would be like, that painting would be Mark Rothko, you know, but, and there's like many other artists that, you know, And I say him like he's, you know, as the iconic, like the first, the first painter for Liz. But, um, you know, that is, and again, and I think that um, discovering what it is that you, that, that interests you is otherwise you can't really make decisions of, of what, of what you want to portray or or what you want to express. So
1: Um, how how do you feel how how are you feeling now, just in general, where the dance world is and moving and going? You know, so much has um, changed, so yeah. much has stayed same, but just yeah. the trajectory of it all. What uh, what I mean your I'm thoughts? I think I think it's
0: hard the dance world. I mean it always was hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's a little harder. Yes. <laughs> Seems harder. Um yeah.
1: I would agree with
0: that, yeah. I think, you know, we are in the post... the greats. Post-greats, if you want to call them that. You know, merce has gone, trish has gone, Paul Taylor's gone. I mean, their companies are around to some degree. Um, I think that... I mean... I admitted a lot of people there, but, you know, um, and I think that there's been a lot of really interesting things that have happened in the dance world. And, you know, I think we move courageously forward <laughs> yeah. um, where, you know, it, in a way that other disciplines don't, you know, because mm-hmm. we are, and and that is admirable that we are doing that um I I don't know. I'm I think it's still really hard for dancers out there mm-hmm, um to figure out how to practice their discipline and pay their cell phone bill. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, I mean that's been going on forever, but I I think that the lack of support um dancers have for so you know forever may do with you know less than zero right and accomplish great things despite having so little to work with but you know at some point it it it, um it become it detracts and and um you know i think that's that's too bad
1: yeah yeah I um I feel like we're. I feel like we, we, we're moving there. It's a conversation that we. I've heard all my whole career. We're slow. I think yeah. slowly, slowly. You know, moving. That's. It's a goal. You know. I think, and I think we we are moving towards it. But I think we keep going because that's what artists do, right? Like you're saying. Yeah. You know, we keep going yeah. because we have to. I think we have to create removers for for dancers. Removers, so we keep moving right and and we keep moving everything forward, um I, yeah I, right, yeah, i, I and I, I feel know. look,
0: I mean, I feel incredibly fortunate to able, i mean there's nothing better than going into the studio with a group of dancers and making work, i mean there's yeah. other aspects of the yeah. process which are not so fun, I mean, many others that are very difficult, but um and. I think coming back to how I've sustained myself over the years is because I enjoy the process and I never get tired of watching dancers work. Um, And if if you don't like the process, then, you know, it's going to be all that much more difficult or maybe impossible um, because there's so much work for, you know, wherever your, your little show, what you're doing, your big show, you know, it's, um, and at the end that's kind of what you have is that process um and uh it's changed a lot over the years obviously as i've grown older and um you know learned yeah. from a lot of mistakes and um i can't do as much as i used to um actually physically but i still really enjoy it um and i always you know look forward to time in the studio yeah yeah me too
1: i i, I read somewhere there's something are, are you still involved there's an after-school program i thought i read that you were involved with are you still involved? yeah with that? Can you talk so about- uh yeah
0: a few years ago i was um hanging out with a friend of mine outside her building, and we were kind of talking about like doing some volunteer work, maybe or something. and um, out walks one of her neighbors. and she had been a um, teaching tap for many, many years at a studio. Um, it's an after school program in East Harlem. It's called Groove with me. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really it was originally started as a volunteer teaching and um for teaching girls dance all different kinds of dance but um uh not really so much to turn them into dancers but Mm -hmm. to foster their um you know individuality and creativity and to give them a safe space to come to and um the it's for a population in the Bronx and East Harlem that is um you know underserved Mm -hmm. and um you know to try to give these young girls um some help finding um themselves and mm-hmm. and seeing so, you know, as that. they as they you know as they are growing up and you know have in, encountering what they're
1: yeah and I the challenges that, that they have and i love that it was for girl for just for girl I yeah love, you know because you don't see that that often but i think that's I think that's really special because there's yeah. things you we'll go through that only girls can go through. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Well, I think, I mean, yeah.
0: having, I mean, that certainly has this, a definite, a definite like vibe and there's like a, the community there. And I think mm-hmm. also during a time when girls are going through adolescence and a lot of changes, and this is mm-hmm. a place for them to, um, you know, yeah, be, be together. And, um, I think that's, that's a big part of it for sure. Yeah,
1: I love that. I, I think that I, I read that. And I just thought that was really, I thought that was a really great thing. And, right. Yeah.
0: And, you know, for me who, I don't really consider myself a teacher primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, it's, it's, it's very challenging. Um, but also, you know, super rewarding. And, you know, I have, I have, fun with them and i do a lot with them of okay well we're, you know we're gonna make up a dance and i get you know do you want to do this do you want to do that do you like this step yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
0: um awesome. try to um in, engage them or give them um you know their their sense of can making their own decisions of what yeah. they want
1: to do creatively yeah no great I, I think i think it was great is there um at- Anything that you want to leave the listeners with, uh, whether it's about dance itself, whether it's about the gala coming up, um, any words of wisdom that you want to pass along or Um, share? Words of wisdom.
0: (laughs) Well, let's see. Um, What do I tell my dancers? I say, okay, well, you have talent. Right, not everybody has talent, Um, and you know you do have some freedom as a dancer. As a you know, you're not necessarily tied to a uh, more um, rigid life plan, Um, and you know very few people are have talent are able to. do something in which they're talented and I would say in uh, a specific talent like that. Um, and that maybe that's, you know, for the hard lives they had to lead, they, they have to, they have to lead. Maybe that that's, those words are not um, very comforting, but um, I think, you know, as far as the, the Martha Hill dance foundation, again, I think um, trying to keep the um things that she felt were so important to to making great work and great art. Um and to keep that awareness in the in the dance community and by um honoring these people who have also um in their practice um and in the lives that they've they've led um kept that uh sort of level of excellence, and that you know these things are I think really important um if dance will continue to really be you know great and um I mean Miss Hill created a lot of truly extraordinarily like, artists um and as did and affected a lot you know huge amount of people in the dance world and as did the honorees um in their differing ways and um you know it's i think
1: important for the dance world to acknowledge that um as we move forward yeah yeah so thank you no liz thank you so much i i really um wish you well i wish you success with the gala it's been wonderful having you on dance talk and yeah um, thank you you're at well you're absolutely welcome Um, thank you listeners for tuning in thank you for following and follow us like us and share 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 this is joanne carey with dance talk with joanne carey thank you everybody powered by riverside